This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Just be patient, and I know I stink. Everyone tells me I stink. Yeah, you're so the worst. I am the worst. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at com. I tell you, I'm not a very good catcher. I'm much better at getting high than getting low. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Inside the 15, BU later! Two plays and a touchdown! Everything happening in the sports world. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch! Stretch! Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! And even some things not happening in the sports world. It's always you asking Steve if he's done things, and he says no. It's always him saying no. I don't know what that is. I don't do that. No, no, no. He said, why don't you ask him some things that he does know? Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or you can listen anywhere in the world, online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, with real college football coming up this weekend, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Did you have an enjoyable weekend? I did. Did you watch a lot of football? I watched some, yes. Did you play some golf? Played some golf, Look yes. at that. We're off to a great start with lots of yes answers. Yes. Yes. Did, well, the did, mayor ought to be happy. Yeah. Did we do well in the Bullpup Booster Club Golf Tournament? I thought we did. Other than one hole, I thought we about maximized our potential. You played well. Johnny G played well. Coach Strathman played well. You had the putter rolling. Thought I played okay. You played good. You had some real good tee balls. We took a mighty fourth place. Yeah. Out of 20, what was it, 25? 26 or 25. Yeah, fourth Great out. event for the high school. Yeah. Getting everybody fired up for all the sports really beginning next week. And I would love... But tennis beginning this week. I would love to see how much money that raised for the Booster Club because it was really a well-run event. Uh, lots of prizes, lots of things, you know, for a little something for everybody. Everybody yeah. got involved. Uh, uh, good pizza afterwards. Had we had pizza afterwards? I won the longest putt, and you won. You won fifty dollars worth of golf ball. That's right, I did. Pro I made a long putt on number four. Yeah, that's good for I, me. Well, and the reason is because I hit such a bad yeah, shot. Yeah, nice shot. The, yeah, I had a bad shot into the green, and so you had to bail us out. Steve, you know what else I did over the weekend? Uh, you went up to Silver Lake. Well, I did. I did go over there, but I held a baby. You did? I held a baby. Now, you did... A newborn. You did sanitize. I did. Okay. I got the hand sanitizer. I was I was very clean. Okay. Held the baby. Okay. I held it twice. Now, whose baby is this? It's my boy, Zach okay. Friedenberg. Okay. Him and his wife, oh, yeah, Katie. I remember Zach. Yeah. They had a baby last Wednesday. I think I mentioned something about it. Yeah. They were very excited. The first of my really close friends to have a baby... Mm-hmm. And I went and didn't get to go to the hospital during the week last week, but instead got to go to their house this time. Held the baby. The first time I held it, him, I'm going to start saying him instead of it, held Does him. Does it have a name? Him have a name. Him has a name. Does him have a name? It's James. James, okay. Named after a very beautiful young man. Sure. Me. <laughs> no, it's not named after me. I, I, I wish it was. Yeah. He was. God, I keep saying it. Mm-hmm. But I got to he- hold him, the baby. Yeah. First time, I was a little stiff. 
very bored like. Mm-hmm. wasn't comfortable. I don't I don't hold babies very often. I don't know if I've ever held one before. The second time I did a little better. Have you ever held a baby? Many times. Hell, I, I held. What babies were you holding? Well, my niece and nephew. Okay, there's so, two. Yeah. Any I, other ones than that? Some babies of my friends, I'm sure. Long. Did time you hold ago. the bus? The bus? Yeah, the bus oh, is no. a baby. No, I didn't hold the bus. Oh, you should. The have. bus was like five when he was born. You know. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I don't. I don't even remember bus. I don't even remember bus when he was a baby. I just remember him. You know, with his curly hair. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, you you don't have a lot of experience in the baby department. No, not not for a while. That's for sure. So you don't have experience in the baby department or the wedding department, but we can we got time. We can get it going for you. Well, I am I am senior citizen. That's so. true. You should be really good at holding <laughs> yeah. babies now. Yeah. Steve, anything else happened this weekend? Oh, we watched some college football. We did. Pistol Any, was in the house. Anything happened while we were watching that game? Anything significant? Andrew Luck. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Andrew Luck. Yeah, I'm wow. Sure, I'm sure you forgot about it. Wow, that. man. That was really weird, wasn't it? I wrote a it? column about it. MidKansasOnline.com, sell on sports. I wrote an Andrew Luck column. That was how I wanted to start off the show today, is talking about Andrew Luck and the ramifications of him announcing his retirement. Well, he, ESPN announced his retirement. Well, that's true. He ended up announcing it after the game. Steve, before we dive into the entire Andrew Luck situation as a whole, let's listen to his audio from after the game, whenever he met with the media, mm-hmm. and what he had to say about his announcement of his retirement. But I am going to retire. Uh, this is not an easy decision. Uh, honestly, it's the hardest decision of my life. Uh, but it is the right decision for me. Uh, for the last four years or so, I've been in this cycle of injury, pain, rehab, injury, injury pain, rehab. Uh, and it's been unceasing and relenting unrelenting both in season both in and off season uh, and I felt stuck in it and the only way I see out uh, is, is to to no longer play football uh, it's it's taken my joy of this game away so first off Steve let's backtrack here a little bit and go to a couple of weeks ago so apparently this is not a brand new thing for Andrew Luck this was not him deciding on Saturday morning, you know what, I think no. I'm done. He'd been talking to the Colts for a couple of weeks. And, and he had been later mentioning report, it. I kind of wish when Adam Schefter broke the news that he would have broken the fact that the Colts were – it's not like the Colts were learning as he was making the announcement that he was going to announce his retirement. Because I think that's what a lot of people kind of thought, that, you know, he he was just going to announce his retirement, after, you know, and the Colts didn't know anything. Well – the Colts had known for two or three weeks. Everybody kind and, of knew. And they, you know, they wanted to put him on injured reserve, which means, you know, he couldn't play this season. But if he had a change of heart, he would still be, you know, Colts property and under contract to him. So I kind of wish, you know, Adam Schefter obviously was in a hurry to break this story. I just wish he would have broke it with a few more details. So the thing that made this story, the way that it broke, very strange is – not only was Andrew Luck not really prepared for the announcement to have been made because, number one, he was planning to do it later on that day, but number two, they were in the middle of a game. Yeah, They were at Lucas Oil Stadium, and you could imagine what it's like when you and I were sitting in the living room and get the ding-ding notification, yeah. Andrew Luck announces his retirement. And can you imagine if you and I were sitting at a Chiefs game and all of a sudden 
notification pops up. Patrick Mahomes has announced his resignation, and we all go, oh my gosh, what is happening? Yeah, retirement. Yeah. Uh, yes, resignation. He has retirement. Re- re- resigning. <laughs> I am resigning as quarterback. Well, see, that's why I'm, I'm you know, have, you know, being a journalist, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware everybody wants that big story, that big scoop. But for Adam Schefter to break that during the game, I'm sorry, that is just poor journalism. I don't think so. Oh, I do. I do. I think if, if it's you and I, we typically don't do things like that, but that's because we but have he had to know the different Colts relationships. Were playing at home and Andrew Luck was going to be on the sideline, right? But this news was coming out in an hour or hour and a half, either way, and especially well, for saying. those why top could, dogs. Why, why couldn't he have waited to write as soon as like the game was over? Those top dogs, they're fighting for those top stories. Yeah. ESPN wants the clicks, and you know what happened? Yeah. Whenever we found out, we went over to ESPN. Well, we had Pistol with us. He's an NFL insider. NFL insider. I'm surprised he didn't even know it ahead of time. That was a very strange way that everything went down on Saturday night because we were not expecting it. No. And then immediately, we, we started go, okay, flipping around. We Jacoby started, Brissett is now the starting quarterback. Yeah, we started and we're going, oh my gosh. We started flipping around to the like NFL network to see if what they were breaking, ESPN to see what they were breaking on TV. So now as we are a few more days removed... People are starting to process this decision. Number one, let's talk about the ramifications instantly for the AFC. So, in the AFC South, I in my head thought that it could be a pretty tight race between Houston and Indianapolis for who wins the AFC South and then who gets one of the wild card spots. Now... I know Indianapolis will still be good. They'll they be all they right. still have good pieces around. But they they won't be the In fact, Sports Illustrated has Indianapolis beating the Chiefs in the divisional round. Divisional round. Yeah, they have. And now, do you think that's going to happen? Oh, I I don't. Do you think Jacoby Brissett is going to put that team I, on a playoff I don't run? Think so, and I don't know if the Colts defense is good enough to get them in the, you know, they have to count on kind of outscoring teams. So, is that enough of a move? for that Colts organization to throw them off all year? Or do you think they will be fine? Well, you know, I'll say one thing. Luck's been hurt so much. Right. The Jacoby Brissett, is, it's not like he's going to be, you know, being thrown into the fire. He know, I mean, he's started some games. He's played a lot because it's not like the Colts have not played without Andrew Luck. I mean, he missed one full season. He's had several seasons where he didn't even, you know, what he play, about half the games or – 11 games, something Especially like that. Especially the last two or three years, he has been really, really hurt. And yeah. one of those years, and I, I think I saw a stat earlier, that in his first two or three years, he was hit more than any other quarterback. He was knocked down to the ground more than any other quarterback in the NFL. And that's why today, and yesterday a little bit, I have seen more of the blame being thrown around, not at Andrew Luck for retiring, not at Chuck Pagano, not at Frank Reich, whoever is their coach now. Mm-hmm. Not at any of the coaches, but management. How did they not get better offensive linemen to back him up those first couple of years mm-hmm. and protect a franchise quarterback? Because that's what Andrew Luck was coming out of Stanford, is that everybody was saying he's the next guy. You have got to protect him. And he was not. And, of course, they had success early. They ended up beating the Chiefs in that horrible, horrific 38-10 to Chiefs lead wild card game where mm-hmm. they blew the lead and they came back and won, I think, 45-44. Mm-hmm. They had all this success early. Then he got into the injury bug and he couldn't get out of it. And now I think there's a lot of people that are blaming 
management yeah. for letting this happen. Well, I admire him. I admire him that, you know, he can just say, hey, my body has taken enough. Remember, he's 29 years old. I can't even remember 29. I mean, that's... That's true. That, so, I think that whole decade for you was sort of a blur. It was probably a blur. But 29 years old, he's still got, you know, a lot of life to live. And he doesn't want to live it being just basically so beat up that, you know, when he's 40, he can't even hardly walk. And I want to say this, too. I really don't think people are criticizing his decision. I know that everybody's going, okay, well... Well, they showed some of those fans... They I know there were a couple of fans, ripping but, off but I feel like they jersey. were more upset at the situation. Yeah. I think they were more upset, not with Andrew Luck, but just that this had happened. They, they weren't mad at him. They were just mad that their quarterback on a team that had a booing. chance to win a they, Super Bowl. They were booing me as he walked off the field. Right, but I don't think that... I think if you let this happen a day later... If he would have announced it Friday and then they were at the game Saturday, I don't think he well, gets booed. I, I still think the whole thing was just mishandled and totally messed up. And and it should have never happened that uh, this announcement was made during the game while he was on the sideline. Big, big mistake there. Well, I think for the Colts and for Andrew Luck, I think it was a pretty bad mistake. Yeah. And that it just didn't work out the way that they needed it to. But I really don't think that there are people that legitimately are criticizing his decision. I know that there are people that are coming out and saying, well, you should be applauding him and this and this and this. He, he gave his heart and soul. I really don't think that there are people that are saying, yo, you wussy, why'd you step down? Yeah. You need to be playing football. Get out there and get your head yeah. hit. I don't really think that's happening. Well, I, I saw some of the reactions of some of the NFL players, and I heard more than once, we're not robots. We are human beings. Right. And people have to remember that. We are not... We are not these machines that you just wind up, we go out there and play football and all is well in the world. Sometimes, you know, I don't know how many concussions he's had. I, I never saw anything about concussions, but, boy, that is really becoming a big part of football is the concussion syndrome. The first thing that I thought about is how do we look at this? Because Andrew Luck is in the middle of his career. And I was trying to think in my head, what kind of scenario would this be like at either opposite extreme? So let's say it's Tom Brady that came out tomorrow and said, hey, I'm done. Nobody would be surprised at all, right? The reaction would be, wow, oh. great career, greatest yeah, of all time. Yeah, he's, he's a fossil. Let's look at the opposite extreme. What would the reaction be if Patrick Mahomes, coming off of an NFL MVP season, he's, what, 23, 24 years mm -hmm, old, 24. comes out and says, yeah, I'm done. I've got these endorsement deals. I've, I've battled a little bit of injury. I think I'd rather just go live my life and, and do this. And, yeah, football was great, but I'm done. What's the reaction if that were to happen today? OMG. What would people do? Would, would people boo? Would they be mad? Would it be looked at differently as a 24-year-old that and not, and really not having, hasn't had much injury yeah, problem? Yeah, hardly any injuries. Yeah, I think it probably would be looked at a little differently. Do you think we would be coming on the radio today and saying, you are selfish, I can't believe you would do this, you had an opportunity to win all these games and well, be the greatest quarterback I'm, ever? You know, people Would live, that be the reception to it? People live their own lives, and they should. we should respect the way they want to live their life. That's the way I always look at things. I understand from a fan's perspective being disappointed, being yeah. mad. Because it is frustrating. Yeah. Imagine being a Colts fan at that game, and you paid $200 for a dumpy preseason ticket, and while you're at this game, your team went from, man, they're a sleeper for the Super Bowl, to, mm -hmm. well, probably not going to win the Super Bowl now. And you're sitting there, and you're frustrated, and you go, God, we were just so close, we were on the brink of it, 
and now it's gone. Yeah. And now our franchise quarterback is gone. I would think that that would be very frustrating for people, and I understand yeah. why people are mad. Steve, do you remember another moment in sports that felt like that? I know that we've talked about players retiring and, and other weird stories, and I know you've mentioned Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Barry Sanders was another one that retired early. Yeah. But I feel like those weren't as big as this is. For a quarterback in his prime on a really good team, do you remember anything else like this? I really don't. Um, Would it be maybe similar to the Magic Johnson announcement that he had HIV? That was it, it would have been yeah, about like that. That was shocking. Yeah. What about comparing to the announcement that OJ Simpson and the whole chase with with you know getting in the Bronco and saying, "Hey, it's probably OJ that did this." Mm-hmm. Would that have been that about a, as as shocked as you would have that, been with yeah, this? Yeah, that was a surreal moment too. So, what about Michael Jordan's initial retirement, where he said, "Hey, I'm going to go play baseball." Well, I think that's a little different because I think everybody knew that wasn't going to last. I mean, was that well received? Were people critical of that? Oh, yeah. Were they saying, sure. what are you doing, you idiot? Oh, yeah, because they knew he couldn't hit the curveball. Well, yeah, the, <laughs> the Jordan and rides the bus. And he hadn't really played. I mean, that was just a – I don't know if he had an, an an itch to scratch or something. that You know, he just wanted to try that. But, you know, he rode the he played in the bushes. He rode the buses with the 22- and 19-year-old kids. And I think everybody knew that was just kind of a farce and he was going to come back and, and play. But in terms of other athletes at this time of their career retiring, especially a player that is as well-known as Andrew Luck, being a, let's say, a top 10 face of the NFL. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you put him into that category? He's he's one of the top five quarterbacks, when when healthy. Right. Top five quarterbacks, top 10 people that if you say Andrew Luck, they say, oh, yeah, quarterback, Colts. He went to Stanford. He's got a beard. I think he resonates with people. I just don't remember another story that is quite like this. And that's why it was so strange on Saturday night. Well, you know what the worst thing was? What is that? O.J. Simpson had drafted him in his fantasy football league. That's true. Tough break. And O.J. wasn't happy. Tough break for the Juice. Yeah, yeah. I think Juice has just lost his mind. Juice just needs to go away and be quiet. He does kind of need to go away for a little bit. He needs to get off Twitter. Yeah. OJ's on Twitter, and, and you're not. not. <laughs> let's put it that way, Steve. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I've got all sorts of audio from the weekend, Steve. We can listen to that. We've got some Mondays with Mitch, some great audio from the Chiefs' loss in the preseason to the 49ers on Saturday night. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12:30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, did you enjoy a busy weekend of football? It felt like we had lots more games, actual college games were being played. That Miami-Florida game was awful. I've got a little bit of audio from that. Yeah, what a weird, what weird a game. What a terrible game. That was just turnovers. 
turnover chains. There was a I lot mean, of misuse of the clock. Yeah, oh, it, it felt like Manny Finley. Diaz in Miami, they weren't quite prepared in his first game as a head coach. Teams were out of control. It was just a very, very strange game between Miami and Florida. I wanted to let you hear a little bit of audio from that game, let our listeners hear some if they didn't get a chance to watch, because I was reading today, Steve, that it is one of the highest-rated games that ESPN has ever had really? for college football. And you have to remember that My, and it was Miami, pretty much on its own. Miami's not ranked, and Florida allegedly is number eight, but they shouldn't. That quarterback for Florida, I'm not a fan. Felipe Franks? Not a fan of his. That game averaged almost six million viewers, which is the best game to start a season that ESPN has ever had. It peaked at 7.4 million viewers and is the second most watched Saturday game in three years. That tells me there was nothing else on TV. Yeah, I think that was part of it too. So here's a little audio from that Florida-Miami game on Saturday night. The Gators with a first down at their own 34-yard line. Tony comes in motion near side. Here's a pass to Tony. At the 35, Tony to the 40, he's the 45 of the 50, makes a man miss, gets inside the 50, inside the 45, inside the 40, he breaks another man miss, he's going down the sideline, he's going to score! How oh my, how oh my, the first time he touched the ball this year, he just went 66 yards for a touchdown, Gators! Did you have that sped up? Because it sounded like he was going through the It was really fast. Yeah, I couldn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> that was... Interesting. Yeah. That's from the Florida Gator IMG Sports Network. I would have never guessed. You wouldn't wouldn't have thought that was just the neutral ESPN (laughs) guy. That sounded like they just won the national championship. Mm. He's going to score. Tony at the 10. Mm. Tony at the 5. Ho-ho! It's a touchdown! They were feeling good. Yeah. Did you get to stay up late on Saturday night to watch one of the more fun games of the weekend? Now, what was that? Hawaii and Arizona. No. Khalil Tate, remember him? Yeah. Arizona quarterback, feeling good. They went to Hawaii. Hawaii's got some real good quarterbacks. They went to the island and did not come out with a victory, but it was the last play of the game that had everybody so excited. Okay. So Khalil Tate and the Arizona Wildcats are down seven, and they're at about the 30-yard line of Hawaii, and Khalil Tate starts rolling out. He looks a lot like Ed Crouch on this play for the McPherson College Bulldogs. He starts rolling around. And then they get down under five seconds, and they have no timeouts. He's got to go. He cuts it back up to the middle of the field, gets inside the five, and gets tackled. And the guy that tackled him for Hawaii, his name is Manley Williams. And he was a defensive lineman that chased the play all the way down. Wow. I've got some audio here from Carter Blackburn on the CBS College Sports Network. Okay. Color man stepped all over him. I couldn't even tell what was going on. I thought you'd laugh at that. Yeah. Is that what you're going to start doing this fall? Oh, no. He's going to score. He's going to score. I, I, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that was funny because Carter Blackburn's going, he's cutting it up. Cut, and Carter <laughs> Blackburn's still going on with his call. And he goes, and, he's got it. Yeah. <laughs> they need to just shut the mic off of the color guy because he was just just bludgeoning his, his, his call there at the end. So it was a great finish. Yeah. Fun game. Yeah. Real games start this weekend. Oh, yeah. Speaking of not real games, preseason game number three, were you watching when Patrick Mahomes threw his deep touchdown pass? I was watching more when he took off on another scramble. Oh, that was scary. Yeah, and everyone's going, oh, what are you doing? Well, this is audio that could be heard here 
96.7 FM KBBE on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Home Network. The Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes to Damian Williams. Mahomes holds it. Wheel route left. Damian Williams midfield. Juke move 40. 35 outside the number. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. Kansas City on third and short. It's a 62-yard wheel route to the running back. Damian Williams. Not bad, Mitch. Not bad. That's a pretty good call. Mid-season form. He's in week three of the preseason. He's ready. Mid-season Mitch. We can call him mid-season Mitch. Here's my only other audio that I pulled off from the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. 96.7 KBBE. Byron Pringle. Yeah. Former K-State Wildcat. Yeah, made a nice run. Scoring a touchdown on Saturday night. Second down, goal to go for Kyle Shermer and the Chiefs at the six. Nick Allegretti at center. Shermer under center. Sends in motion Byron Pringle. Now they give it to him on a jet sweep left. And the, the five, touchdown, Kansas City. A jet sweep right to left by Byron Pringle. And the former K-State Wildcat tastes the sweet nectar of the end zone. It ends a 97-yard drive. Well done. Done, Kyle Shermer. He loves the sweet nectar of the, the end zone. The sweet nectar of the end zone. Yeah. Speaking of the Chiefs, Steve, some news broke this morning. Uh-oh. And I don't know if you've even seen it. I have not seen it. We're going to take our final break, and when we come back, I'm going to break the news to oh, you. Oh, no. And I'll see what your thoughts are on this, because okay. it's nothing really that important. Okay. I'll give you that hint. All right. But it could be important at some point. Let's hope it's not that important. But... We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Some very important news, Steve, regarding the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't know anything about it because I have not checked anything today. So Adam Schefter had all the big reports on Saturday night, mm-hmm. but did you know he had a big one on Monday morning? No. Did you know this happened? Chad Henney, quarterback of the Chiefs, the backup. Yeah. Former Michigan Wolverine. Yeah. Former Jacksonville Jaguar and wherever else he was. Yeah. He suffered a broken ankle. I did not know that. Yeah. So, do you know who the Chiefs signed to be their new backup quarterback? I don't know. Former Dolphins quarterback. Matt Moore. Well, that doesn't really shake the ground below my feet, but doesn't uh, get you all rattled but up. I, I'd take Matt Moore over Chase Litton, who's probably yes. the next guy. That would be bad. I, I always feel like you got to have a backup that's played and started in the NFL at some point. And that's one thing that I think Andy Reid and the Chiefs have done really well throughout his time being here is that they have had good backup quarterbacks. Now, no. Great players. No Tyler Thigpens? No, no Tyler Thigpens <laughs> or Tyler Palcos or Damon Hewards. Yeah. You know, Chase Daniel was a great backup quarterback. Yeah. yeah. And I really think Chad Henney would have been a pretty good backup quarterback. But Matt Moore, who I think is probably the most famous for that injury that he had, I think in a wild card game, I think it was against the Steelers in the playoffs, where he got a really bad concussion and then the Dolphins ended up losing the game. So. 
does that give you no faith if, let's say, Patrick Mahomes were to go down? Does that give you almost zero faith that that team would be good? Well, I don't think there's a big difference between Chad Henney and Matt Moore. I don't, really? I don't, yeah, I really don't think there's that big. Chad Henney's a better quarterback, but it's not like it's by miles. It's just ever so slightly. Okay, so you're not worried. Well, we should ask the pistol. That's true. Former Dolphin. Yeah, because he probably, you know, he watched a lot of Matt Moore when he was playing. Yeah. Steve, so you're not rattled by that? I'm not rattled. Okay. Tomorrow on the show, we have a guest. We do. Coming in. I didn't know that. Central Christian College Athletic Director, Kyle Moody. Okay. He's going to come in and tell us a little bit about also the golf coach. Let's, okay, right. The other job that he does. Okay. He will be telling us a little bit about the tournament that they have coming to town this weekend. I think it will be at the Heston Golf Course. Yeah, because Turkey Creek's they're airifying, I believe. This, but week. it's going to be at Heston, and it is a KCAC SAC matchup. Okay, the KC- Kansas Collegiate Athletic Conference and the Sooner Athletic Conference. Central is in there. I know that the Bulldogs don't have a golf team, but right. any of the other golf Swedes, teams in the KCAC, Swedes. the Bethany Swedes. Oh yeah, Ollie. So they will be going at it down at the Heston Golf Course. Do you have any tips for them after dominating there yesterday? It was wet, but uh, I'll tell you what, I love those fairways down at Heston. They're zoysia. Ball sits up. I was hitting some pure irons. There you go. So we'll talk with Coach Moody tomorrow. Okay. Other than that, Steve, are you excited? Big week coming up? Oh, yeah, and if you go to midkansasonline.com right now, we have several uh, stories up. Uh, Coach Doyle is the only one I haven't been able to reach. You'll get her. I'm sure. Well, she's a busy person. Oh, very busy. You know, she's got, she's a busy woman. But we have kind of updates on how the first week went for football, uh, tennis, cross country, and soccer. So Coach Adrian's soccer team. Coach Adrian's, he's high. He is high on soccer They're feeling good. And I also have uh, several area football uh, updates. I think we've got Canton Galva. Little River. Little River. Heston. Inman. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear from Smokey, and I didn't hear from Mound Ridge. So, uh, Mack High, of course. So, we got five of the seven schools with football programs. So, lots of updates how the first week went, and coaches are all feeling good right now. So are we. Yeah. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sal, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.